as you walk through the valley of the shadow of hell, you will realize that there is something ahead. Something that lurks behind the dark veil. A veil that is beyond our own comprehension. What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond, Beyond the, the Void Horror Podcast. That's right, it's episode 153, and ready or not, we're going to be talking about the movie Ready or Not. <laughs> <laughs> Just came out in the theaters, Samara Weaving. She's become kind of like a horror fan favorite in some degree. You know, I don't know about necessarily horror, but just in general, she's like a really cool indie Aussie actress. And uh, I loved her in a, quite a few movies we'll talk about here, obviously. So uh, for those of you who haven't seen the movie yet, fear not. We will, of course, be giving you plenty of time to know before we jump into any spoilers. We always do our spoiler-free review. If you ever want to find out when we're going to get into that kind of stuff or skip to your favorite section, all you got to do is go down below and check out our timestamps, and you're good to go. I didn't mean to rhyme. You're good. On time. <laughs> How you doing, Patrick? No, I'm, I'm doing good, dude, and I'm fucking, dude, I'm so excited, bro. What do you mean? Like, all these fucking horror movies coming out, man. Well, there's so much. Well, I feel like last year was better than this year. Yeah, but I think a lot of these are, like, hitting the tone that I want to see. Right. There's some indie stuff that I'm I'm actually pretty happy about seeing. Uh, what are you excited about? What is so... Dude, especially I'm excited about that underwater movie that you shared on... Oh, Hulk. that's January, baby. Oh, dude, it looks so good. It looks cool, man. It's like Alien and the fucking... Abyss. And The Abyss had yeah. a fuck party. Yeah. <laughs> and they were just fucking each other's mouths. And it, you, like after you, you said it to me, like they definitely tried to sell that actress as a Ripley. Well, yeah, it kind of yeah. feels like it's almost a direct. You yeah, know? I mean the even the art, the the suits that they were wearing. Oh yeah, are just beautiful, man. Uh -huh. Like I was like, God damn, that is so cool. Because like it's like we all know, like we went through this whole phase in like the nineties, I think, like where like sea creatures and like you know underwater stuff, you yeah. know, like eighties and ninety, late eighties and nineties, and it's like it kind of went away and it's like under the water is like right here and we're worried about outer space yeah and we've only explored like what like 10 because we can't even get to the bottom right. like physically what is it the mariana trench is like the lowest yeah so but yeah that's and like not only that but we also got a new matrix movie that's in the works oh yeah i heard about that too i'm curious but yeah there's a lot of stuff coming out are you excited about it chapter two? Oh yeah dude i'm excited about it i'm really dude there's just so much like dude the new the doctor sleep like oh um, yeah i'm curious about that see like part of me is like well should i read the books but then they're using clips from like the the actual the actual film. yeah the kubrick film right which is like well if they're like i don't know how to take it like am i supposed to read the book am i supposed to fucking you know like <laughs> i don't know what to do 
Or do I just watch The Shining and then, like, you know, the one that Stephen King hates? And then, I don't know. Seems weird, right? Little bit. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not getting my hopes up for that one. I just hope they just keep the, the trailer simple. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to a few things here that are still going to be coming here at the end of the year. I got a lot to catch up on. At the end of the year, I always watch, like, a ton of fucking movies. And I don't even know who I'm going to be able to do it with because you got your baby coming. And we don't, don't even know. know if you're going to be in around. Yeah. So I I'm going to find somebody to fill in. And I start, I do my first class tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. My first baby class. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's the uh, Lamas and all that. Yeah. Prepare for the nightmare class. <laughs> <laughs> the cronium poops. Yeah. Oh, God. Other than that, what do you got going on, bro? Uh, not much, man. I've been mean, uh, working, I've been playing some, some uh, remnant from the ashes putting together some uh videos and stuff that i gotta do like a lot of video game uh stuff that we're gonna be putting up on the fump channel fump punch channel and then we're also gonna be maybe doing on my own personal channel um for the beyond the void horror podcast if you guys aren't already following that we're gonna be doing something new by the way that i sat down with try hard and uh christina and myself and it kind of like just came together it was something i was already thinking about doing uh, i don't want to spoil it just yet but let's just say it's going to be super creative kind of storytelling on the youtube channel so if you aren't following that already even if you don't even go to youtube give us a follow give us a like on some of the videos and stuff like that uh, i want to try to get our exposure on that up a little bit more because i feel like i'm gonna i'm doing more stuff on there that you will not get from the podcast but i'm gonna be talking about it and it is all horror themed uh so it's basically storytelling i don't want to give you like the the full breakdown of what's going on just yet but i'm gonna be doing that and they could be like between five and ten minute videos where yeah so I'll, I'll just just keep an eye out trust me i've got a lot i'm doing right now guys but i would really greatly appreciate uh one adding us on youtube two if you're not uh following us on spotify give us a follow there it really goes a long way to help us reach more people like you who are listening right now so but uh yeah that's my done i'm done with a pitch okay <laughs> i know just help us out god damn it we're fucking dying you done promoting, man. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. What we're doing here. Hey, man, if I don't ask, people don't do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I got to fucking say something, you know? Anyway, uh, but I think it might be that time, Patrick. Oh, shit. Horse shots! All right, guys. So as you already know, we watched Ready or Not. So we tried to come up with a... A themey shot that would be good enough for this movie. And uh, we came up with the wedding shot in your face. <laughs> so I thought that was appropriate. I actually went online to look up um, how to make this shot and uh, kind of find something that would be good for it to give you kind of like a, a better taste and then added our own sort of thing into it. Uh, but you're going to want to use one ounce of gin. Black. One. Huh? Black. Yeah, well, and then one ounce of amaretto liqueur. You're going to put this in a in a container with ice so you could shake it up. You're going to do a half ounce of orange juice, a half ounce of pineapple juice, and a half ounce of cream. You can use like cream that you would use for your coffee. I always prefer vanilla. It's my favorite, but, you know, get wild. If they have fucking wedding cake fucking shit, do that. <laughs> you know, 
But yeah, that's it. Uh, you can adorn it with like a cherry on top if you would like, but you don't have to. It's technically a cocktail, but condensed into a shot form. So you should have enough for like three or four people in there. So it, it, it well, yeah, about three. Yeah. So you'll have a little leftover. You can just slam that and get drunk with your friends and tell them that BTV sent you. Uh, but all you had to do after that, when it's ready to go and you're ready to slam these motherfuckers, you pour it out on your shots, obviously, and then you scream, ready or not. <laughs> there you go. Simple as that. And then you get married and you get fucking murderous. Talk about ready or not. Here, dude. Take one of these motherfuckers. Oh, okay. Ready or not. We can do some Sam Book. Thank you. Book a book. Are we going to do two? We might, dude. Let's see how we feel after this first one. <laughs> Well, you want the trash can? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Been having a getting close calls here, Patrick. Got a little all my face. Well, so it's all condensed. All the book is settled at the bottom. Oh, ah, one more. All right, we, we're gonna kill this bottle. Yeah, we're gonna have to get a new bottle. Yeah, next week. But uh, yeah, to the hey, fucking hey, podcast, hey, to you nobody. fucking beautiful listeners. Salute. Cheers. <laughs> Second one's always the worst. It always is, dude. Oh, God, I hate black licorice. Jesus fucking Christ! Oh, you're a tricky mistress. Tricky, tricky. Uh, all right, guys. So if you would like to try a wedding shot in the face, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section. Now, that's it for horror shots. So now we're going to jump into our flesh and potatoes of... Ready or not. Right now. All right, guys. So we're back and we're going to be doing our spoiler free review, of course, first. Uh, if you want to skip to the spoiler section or um, want to stop, we'll give you plenty of warning so you don't have to ruin in the movie experience for you at all. Although the trailer might have done that for you already, uh, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. First of all, Ready or Not just came out this week. Uh, came out early, too, like on Monday night. Yeah, I thought it was like, uh, was it Monday or Tuesday? It was it, one it, of those days, yeah. Yeah, it was Monday night. Late, wow. Late Monday night. So and they I did was, like a like 11 o'clock showing or something. Right. I was like, I don't know why they did it that week, but I guess some movies do it that way. Some don't. I don't know. It's maybe probably, it's just to see if they're actually going to pull a crowd. So. Maybe they're thinking like, you know, with a somewhat of a, uh, it's kind of a mainstream movie, but it's also kind of a, like an indie film, too. Yeah. So it's like somewhere in between the two. So maybe they're testing it to see if it gets a better pull. If they do it earlier, I don't know. Maybe it's just easier. Well, maybe they, just to you know figure out scheduling. How long we should we keep this movie in our theater? Fuck Are we gonna I make know. money off of this? Th- you know, you whatever. Gonna, you doing all right over there? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, no, I was like burping up the sambuk over here. I'm like puke, It ain't happening. <laughs> anyway, so ready or not, is the story is Grace played by Samara Weaving. Her character is getting married to a rich son of a wealthy family that made a name for themselves by making literal games. As a dynasty. They become a dynasty, or rather a dominion, they say. When someone joins the family, they have to play a little game at midnight. And this time, it's hide-and-seek, mixed with a catch. If you get caught, you get killed. Oh, my. (laughs) So there's two directors on this film. It's Matt Bettinelli, Olpin, who did a segment in VHS called 103198. He also directed The Devil's Due, a segment in Southbound as well. He's done a lot of acting, too, and stuff that he's worked on 
as well, except for this movie he didn't do any acting in. It's also directed by Tyler Gillette, or Gillette. He's, Gillette. Yeah. It's not the... I don't think it's that. Maybe I'm wrong. It's the best of me. <laughs> we won't go there. But Tyler has uh, worked on a lot of the same movies with Matt. I guess they're like kind of like a duo. He's also mostly a cinematographer as well. He's kind of a, you know, a film renaissance man. So as do a lot of people because, you know, you just do what you like. Right. So uh, some of the cast in this movie is Samara Weaving, of course, which we mentioned. She plays Grace, the, the bride. She was in movies that I love, like Mayhem, The Babysitter. Never seen the Smilf TV series, but maybe that's an Australian show. Yeah, never seen it. The Babysitter was awesome. Yeah, that was a good one, too. Well, have you seen Mayhem? No. Oh, my friend. Yeah. You need to watch that movie. All right. Uh, she's also going to be playing... Thea Preston in the upcoming Bill and Ted Face the Music. Ooh. Yeah. So. You actually live right down the street from that Circle K, too. Yeah, I know. I was talking about that on stream the other day, too. That's funny you mentioned that. Um, but yeah. So Samara Weaving is a huge. Uh, she, she's gotten quite popular in the in film industry. She plays a lot of strong female roles, and she's kind of a badass. She plays a lot of American-speaking roles, sort of like the accent that we have instead of Australian, which is a little weird. I yeah. wonder if she's tired of that or she just like... She definitely has a fucking awesome scream. Dude, she's good. Yeah. I love her, dude. Yeah, I don't know what it good. is. I've heard people say they hate her, and I'm like, what? Yeah. Why? That's the same thing with that underwater <laughs> movie. Everybody was like downing that chick because she was in Twilight, I think. It's like, dude, she's a good actress, yeah, regardless I mean, of what she was in before. Well, whenever you associate it with, it just means that they will probably get proved wrong at some other point. Nobody liked Heath Ledger until he was the Joker, so maybe right. this is her role. Who knows? We don't know. I'm going to give her a chance. It also stars Adam Brody, who was the brother Daniel. He played Seth in the OC for many years. Jennifer's Body, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Isabel, which is a horror movie that just came out. And he was also in Kevin Smith's Hollyweed, Chips, the remake, and Big Bear. It also stars Mark O'Brien, who was Alex the Groom. He was in movies like The Arrival, a show called City on a Hill by Showtime, I think. Bad Times at El, the El Royale, Dark, The Darkest Minds, How It Ends on Netflix, Anon on Netflix, and The Dark Stranger. It also stars Henry Cerny, who plays Tony the Father, uh, who I think did an amazing job in this movie, by oh, the yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, he's just iconic. Like, I don't know what it is about. He's a very distinguished gentleman. Let's oh, put yeah, it that yeah, way. Yeah, he's very dapper. Yeah. He was in Mission Impossible, Clear and Present Danger, The Pink Panther remake, Fido, the horror movie comedy, and The A-Team and The Tudors. Hmm. They're a very cool actor, though. Look him up. He's done a lot of stuff. Andy McDowell's in this movie. She returns. If you guys, of course, remember her, she plays Becky, the mom, in this movie, but she was mostly known as the woman in Groundhog Day. <laughs> Groundhog Day! <laughs> Time to get your booties out. Dude, that has to be it's cold out there. Next to Ghostbusters, that is like my second favorite Bill Some Murray people film. hate that movie, but I love it. I don't know what it is. It's just something about I can quote so many things from that. It's a great film, dude. I, it's, it's, like he gets pulled over after riding on the fucking the train tracks and almost getting killed. And then the officer's like bangs on the window. And he's like, yeah, I'll have uh, some uh, a hamburger and fries, a milkshake. And what did you want? He's like, <laughs> flapjacks. <laughs> like, Don't drive angry. <laughs> Ned? Ned Ryerson? <laughs> Watch out that first step. It's a doozy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've missed you so much, Ned. <laughs> 
Okay, uh, there, buddy. Uh, anyway, so Andy McDowell's in this movie. She's also known for Sex, Lies, and Videotapes, Hudson Hawk, Magic Mike, and Jane by Design. Also stars Nikki Guadani. I think I'm saying that right. It's G-U-A-D-A-G-N-I. She is Aunt Helene. Uh, she was in Cube as Holloway. Oh, shit. One of my favorite quotes that she's always said that has stuck with me forever, and I'm going to recite it now. It's all the same machine, right? The Pentagon, the multinational corporations, the police. You do one little job, you build a widget in Saskatoon, and the next thing you know, it's two miles under the desert, the essential component of a death machine. (laughs) I love that fucking line, dude. That's so great. She's really good at this movie. Like, I did not know it was her. She's the woman with the hair that sticks back. Yeah, like the yeah, white yeah. hair. And I was like, oh, my God, dude. I was like, I knew she was. I knew I recognized her, but she looks so different from the Cube movie. Yeah. Oh, dude. One of my favorite lines from the Cube was the, the big uh, the guy who was um, I think he was an inmate at some point. But he's like, you don't want the boot. Oh, <laughs> trust me. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Boot. That guy was crazy. <laughs> dude, I, for real. I loved Cube. I still do. But and then they, 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 the sequels just. I didn't mind the sequels. I don't care what anybody says. Like I didn't like Hypercube. I don't okay, Hypercube is not great, but it did do well in the gore department and like cool stuff. The story got a little wild. And then Cube Zero, even though it was the lowest budget, it still had a kind of... I actually liked that more than I liked I actually Hypercube. liked it a little bit more, yeah. yeah. But but it is schlocky, so... Oh, yeah. yeah. But anyway, I, let, let's, let's move, move on. Let's move forward. We digress. <laughs> so uh, she was also uh, Nikki Guadani... She was also in David Gronenberg's Crash, not to be confused with the other Crash movie. Uh, she was also one of the distressed women in Silent Hill. She's also in the TV series The Handmaid's Tale, Damien TV show, and many more. This movie had a budget of about $6 million, which, goddamn, not bad at all, man. Not bad. This movie looks fucking sh- tight on that $6 million budget, dude. Like, it looks good. Like a dolphin's butthole. It was just... Man, like, I would not have expected it to be that low. Right. I really didn't. They're making it stretch like a motherfucker. So, Patrick, what are your thoughts on Ready or Not? Well, like you said, I mean, I think you kind of conveyed something earlier that I I feel that is very important. The the trailer kind of, like, took some of the moments away from this film. Like, some of the film, some of the parts of this film that should have been, like, one of those... Like, uh-huh, he just moments. busted out laughing kind of moments and just gave it to you. And I, I just hate that they spoon feed us shit like this before we even see films. It's it, it, Why? Well, they used to create movies so that they could make the trailers. So they could make the trailers appealing. Yeah. To get people in. So there was, like, different little things. So I, I totally understand what you're meaning. And, and the whole fucking ghost song with the fucking Ever, or the uh, Isley Brothers, isn't it what it is? Or what is it? I can't remember. The- I, I can't remember. I need your love. <laughs> right. It's transformative. Fuck you for you want to copyright. Anyway, uh, I, but I I did enjoy it. I I think they could have they kind of squandered some opportunities in this film. Okay. Uh, I I definitely think it it, it could have been more of a, a like a rat race around the house. They kind of explain these corridors that are are what do they call them uh service servants tunnel, quarters servants quarters but well, like tr- yeah where they get yeah well you don't want to get too into I don't want to get too into it but I, I just think that it could have done more with that and just made it like a almost like a mouse trap kind of a movie okay but they didn't go there uh the acting is phenomenal in this film yes. I mean there is nobody that's not pulling their weight nope 
Uh, Everybody did. It was on point. Yeah. The characters are rich, and, and you definitely want to hear more, know more. E- even Keeled, as, as far as the plot goes, eh, I, I, I just... I just want it more. Am I wrong for no, saying no, no, that? No, hey, say your thing, man. I got my piece next, so go ahead. I, I just, I just wanted a little bit more than it gave me. Well, it, yeah, it, but you're sounding like you're sad. But you really need to point out why. Okay, not why, but you still enjoyed it, right? I'm getting the vibe uh, no, that you still. I, I really enjoyed it. Actually, okay, yeah. There was don't a, sound so sad. Like I know what you mean. Disappointment is a factor in our movie going experience, but as a whole, as a movie. As setting whole, aside your yeah. expectations like as a whole it, it is a really good film okay i mean especially for being a mainstream film okay it it, it delivers okay but as far as the like i said the trailers just kind of ruin a lot of scenes that could have been left it's it's a it's a unsaid. fucking theme now dude yeah it really is it's and like it, if guys like just i can't even like i know i need to tell myself this alex if you're listening stop watching trailers yeah we really do but it's hard when you go to a movie theater and you and, and there's nothing you really do to kind of tune it out well know? i have I've, I've gotten pretty good at it like i'll watch like the it trailer like when i was in the theater and they show the new it trailer i didn't even watch it yet when i've seen it again like i've seen that because i've seen so many new movies over the past couple of weeks you know i watched to watch the good boys uh, oh dude did you like that i loved it it was funny it was hilarious but anyway they showed the it trailer i think in that one as well and i just kind of like focus on other things i try not to listen try not to look at the screen i mean do your best like get a little fill get a little taste and then run away you know that's what you got to do you get a little 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 nubbles right little fucking rat bites little little lab rat mm, okay uh but as a whole definitely go see this film you'll have fun it's uh like i said it's even killed it it, it, there's nothing there's no slow point it didn't blow you away is what you're saying it It didn't blow me away but you enjoyed it nonetheless but i enjoyed it nonetheless okay that's what i that's what i'm assuming yeah what did you think of the cinematography oh the cinematography was on point what about the music did it stand out to you at all it didn't Uh, there was only one piece of music that kind of stood out to me and that's the record that they put on before the game starts right that was pretty cool which was the the initial we don't need to go into it too too much i was just gonna say okay yeah you're right that may be a little too much but anyways the the song was fun uh it definitely gave a feel to the movie right but other than that uh how was your mouth feel of this movie how did it feel <laughs> did i get fucked in the mouth is that what you're asking like the mouth feel when you roll it around like, uh, a, like a well i woke wine. up with my pants down and there was semen all around my mouth <laughs> and nose um i didn't know what happened all i gotta say is 10 out of 10 no i'm kidding um <laughs> uh anyway so i kind of I'm going to reiterate some of your sentiment about the trailer. From the trailer, I knew that this was immediately going to be a movie that I would enjoy. Yeah. I didn't know how much, but I knew that I was going to enjoy it because the premise is just kind of cuckoo bananas, mm-hmm. um, which I like because sometimes movies like to be so deep and it just has to be this. And it's just like, this is one of those movies you can kind of go on a ride. It's, it's almost like a lighthearted kind of right. feel to like, it. Like it's supposed to be satire. It's supposed to be a dark comedy. It's supposed to be horror. Um, it's a little bit of dark comedy horror, you know, um, was it everything that I thought it was going to be though? Not exactly. Yeah. But it is pretty damn fucking good. So the trailer made it seem like it was going to be this fucking fast paced, dark comedy, which it is, but it doesn't really hit that laugh button too hard with me. It's like, sometimes I was just feeling it or it didn't really pack the punch or the timing it needed to for me. 
Like it was fun. Dark humor is kind of not supposed to make you laugh out loud, although I'm a sick fuck. So if I'm not laughing out loud, then it's not dark enough. You got to admit, though, some of those points they showed you in the trailer, like if you didn't see those beforehand, you would have fucking lost your shit when you saw it right. first time. Yeah, no, 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 no. I always think about that when I'm watching the movie, too, because it's like you're pretending to be at a surprise party. You know, like somebody's like, hey, by the way, everybody's doing a surprise party before you You show up and you're like, hey, oh, my God. Like, that's how it feels. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, but it just I don't know. Something about it didn't pack the punch, like I said, which sort of makes the, the, the trailer a little misleading. Yeah, because the trailer is fucking perfect. If there was a ton of that going on constantly, which I was hoping for. Uh, I don't know. The pace kind of made me feel like it was going to be this all-out war sort of scenario with like plenty of dark humor jokes, gore, and murder in the mix, which it does, but it's kind of played really super straight. Mm-hmm. And more than it than I was expecting. Right. You know, like it, it, it almost played it too safe for my particular tastes. Um, and I'm being critical, not because it's not a good movie, but because I had very high expectations, unfortunately. So I'm just going to put that out there for you guys. You know, we're not shitting on the movie. We're just well, disappointed. I, I kind of think that I think I understand the way you feel, because when you see the trailer and you see what they offer. Yeah, it makes you elated. It makes you ecstatic. You're like right. excited. You're like, I wonder how much more of that there's going to be. Right. And it's like, no, those are kind of the the the, the markers. Yeah. You know, the like. I don't know, landmarks. Mm-hmm. But it does have extra stuff in it, don't get me wrong. I felt like it was going to be a Your Next sort of film, which I really liked, mixed with like the Belko experiment kind of feeling. Uh, but it kind of ended up surprisingly much slower for me, guys. Like, there is some fast-paced stuff, and there is some cool stuff in it, but still slower. Um, all the acting in it, like Patrick said, is actually pretty great, and Samara Weaving got to flex her sort of style a bit in this movie because normally she does the the tough girl sort of like you know antagonist sort of feeling Mm -hmm. and this film did that but it also gave her a chance to kind of explore a bit of the susceptibility of an and uh of a antagonist no protagonist yeah she's the protagonist i get that all fucking mixed up but anyway you understand what i'm saying she's normally the one that goes out and kills people and like goes ham but this time she got to be a little bit more susceptible and feel like she was getting fucked with so one scene in particular that she did in this movie i was like blown away by like legit some of the best acting i've ever seen her do and it was an emotionally charged piece uh, a, a, a scene i should say well now i'm intrigued but I don't think we should get into that. We're not. Gonna, right. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm just right. explaining. Um, but generally, all the characters are really strong, and they had their moment in the spotlight. Like all of them, like they really were able to kind of, you know, give everybody their moment, which was great. I love that part of it. It's, it's solid across the board. Uh, the story is a bit more than maybe some might expect um, from the trailer or otherwise. And that's a good thing. So you're going to look forward to that, although you'll kind of piece it together at some point. I will say, though, that it's not a movie that would be plausible. But in the same respect, it's like, who gives a fuck about that? It doesn't need to be plausible. That's not what I was looking for when I saw the trailer. I just wanted to have some gory mayhem. So let's just say it's a story about the rich, privileged types gone wrong. There is gore in the film, so hooray! But... Honestly, it's kind of tame 
for my personal, you know, taste and expectations. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, they could have gone balls to the wall with some of the scenes. I was there. expecting it to go pretty fucking wild, and that's why I got what got excite me excited about it because these types of films usually have that extra gore element mm-hmm. that goes a little over the line, and this did go over the line. It's just a lot of the times they would cut away. From the scenes, like even the, I don't know if I'm like watching a cut version at this point in time, because I was a little surprised by this and I don't know why they decided to go with that. I like it. Why not show it? Who gives a fuck? Like people were expecting that when they went to go see this movie. I think like you, you mentioned the Belco experiment and I, I can see why now. Yeah. That, because it's like that, that romper room sort of crazy anything yeah. goes kind of thing. And, and, and even though a lot of people didn't really love that movie, I still really like it a lot. I, I really liked it as well. I, I, it's one of those like, Hey, buy the ticket, take the ride sort of fucking like crazy shit happens. I or- almost hope they do it a sequel to that film. They won't. They won't. If they do, it'll be half the budget. Yeah. So, but anyway, so. Like I said, the, a lot of the kills are off camera, surprisingly, and more of an afterthought. So like, mm-hmm. hey, we like in an example in another movie, like, oh, we cut his arm off and they don't show you actually cutting the arm off. They show just the arm being re- that it's off. You know, it's kind of one of those things yeah. which kind of bothered me a little bit, but I'm not going to take away from it. it doesn't take the complete, you know, thing away from it. Um I'd be happy to hear if there was an uncut version of this movie on Blu-ray personally. Kind of makes me wonder why they chose to do this rather than just showing it. Maybe it was a budgetary reason. Some of the kills felt like they were too afraid to pick off some of the strongest characters. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that kind of that kind of like takes a little notch down. But I, I, uh, to be honest, I can't really fault the movie for not being what I thought it was going to be, considering that I got a lot of what I wanted and expectations directly from the trailer and what it made it out to be. So um, I did laugh a few times. I did enjoy the fun that this movie provides. It just sort of could have been a bit f- more funny and brutal. You know, the story's interesting enough with plenty of interesting characters, but I, I can't help but think that this movie could have been absolutely amazing had they done a few, changed just a few things. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like it's bad writing. It's not like it's a bad movie by any means, but man, I just really wanted to just, I wanted to go into there and be like, yes! <laughs> like, I wanted to fucking like rage out of that theater and be like, yes, this is what I'm talking about. But in the end, it's still a fun ride. It may have missed the mark for me just a little bit. I will own this movie, and I will watch it from time to time. Like I mentioned, and we talked about, I wanted it to be a little bit more unrelenting, like Belko Experiment was, but I think this is a really good film that maybe didn't perhaps meet my expectations, and unfortunately, as try as I might, I couldn't help but get excited about where it might be, and that's my bad, but in the same regards, it's like... Man, it's kind of like a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. They squandered. They squandered. Squand- and- you and the squandered. I know, they squandered. We need to make a shot called the squanderer. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like empty. <laughs> it's like Wait. it's just a little taste of something delicious and it just is empty. It's all water with a drop of vodka <laughs> or something. But, you know, because it has a really fun premise, which is a little disappointing, it won't be at the top of my year maybe, but it's definitely worth mentioning, and I think it's definitely worth worth seeing. I'd personally give this movie a 7.5, uh, unfortunately. 
Uh, I want to give it higher because I these are the kind of movies that I feel like we should be supporting in the theater, guys, because these are the type of premises that we need to see that kind of like revitalize and and like just have fun, you know, like show that filmmaking can be a lot of fun and entertaining, which this movie was. I'm just saying that, like, you should go down to the theater. It's not a bad movie to go see at all, especially if you got one of those, you know, see three movies a week fucking passes that you pay twenty dollars a month for. Go fucking see this movie. Support the fuck out of it. Um, it pains me to score it kind of lower than I wanted it to be. And it's not, like I said, a bad movie, but I just can't get past my expectations just a little bit. I really tried. I really, really, really tried. Um, I just can't give it a higher score, even if I wanted to make it a nine or a 10, you know? Mm. Uh, it, it felt like it could have had potentially been a, a, a brutal cabin in the woods like level of comedy fun. And it didn't quite hit it. You know what I mean? Yeah. One thing I will say, guys, is that the end of this movie is is probably the better payoff of the whole movie. It is awesome. So even if I'm sounding like I'm a little negative, you will know that by the end of the movie, you're going to be treated to something glorious. So just know that, okay? Going in. What about you? What did, what was your score? My score would probably be at the same. I'd say seven point five eight. Yeah, it, it's it's but it's, it's pushing it's the teetering. eight. It's pushing the eight, but eight is usually when I get like elated about a movie. Yeah, like I did with Necrotronic a little bit. So mm. that's why I gave it an eight at the end because I was like, well, kind of made me like excited about watching it. So, well, like I said, if we had not seen those trailers, it probably would have been an eight. I don't know, guys. It's like, what do you do, man? You don't want to spend money on this a movie that you think is shit, so you can't not watch the trailer. But I think maybe what you should do is that when you are interested in a movie and you watch a trailer, the moment, the instantaneous moment that you know that you're like, okay, this is interesting to me. Stop. Stop the fucking trailer. Yeah. Just stop it. Yep. Like, literally just stop it. That's the only thing I can think of. You know, because but but for me, like I kind of have to watch these trailers and then share them with everybody. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh, I don't know what to fucking do. <laughs> like, what do we do? <laughs> so, what did you guys think of this film? Have you seen it yet? If you've not, are you interested in seeing it? And I hope we didn't dissuade you from seeing it because literally, guys, we are the only thing stopping the big mainstream movies from putting out cool movies like this by going to see them. So it is important that we do support these films, even if they're not. A 10 out of 10. You know, not every movie is going to be a 10 out of 10. In fact, there's very few that are 10 out of 10s for me and very few that are ones, you know, for me, too. So it's like, you know, there is a middle ground. I think that we can kind of support stuff that's in the especially in the seven to to 10 range. Yeah. You know, like if it's a seven, we should go out and support it, in my opinion, and, and give it some give it some love unless it's like, I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? Up next, we're going to go ahead and jump into our spoiler thoughts, some of the trivia, and some of our favorite scenes. So if you guys don't want anything spoiled, I would definitely skip over this part and catch us next week. Go see the movie. Come back. Whatever you got to do. But we're going to go ahead and sound the spoiler alarm right now. All right, guys, so now we're in the spoiler section, and we're going to kind of give our general thoughts. Do not 
I repeat, do not jump to the very end that everybody wants to talk about. We all want to talk about that part, Patrick. Are you warning me, motherfucker? Yes, I'm warning you. I'm not going to do that. You are notoriously like, I'm like, so is there anything in the early part of the movie that you're interested in? You were like, well, the end. (laughs) I did. (laughs) You've done it. So is there anything general, though, like that you want to talk about in this film that might be spoilerific a little bit um, that might have uh, let you down or you really enjoyed or the overall tone or anything like that? What did you think? Uh, I mean, it was all pretty good. I, I want to talk about gripe a little bit. Uh, Let's talk about some of the good things first. Well, I, this I think- has nothing to do with the film. This just has to do with the theater that I've watched it in. Oh. So this is what happened. The whole movie was great. We were there. There wasn't that many people in our theater. Uh, halfway through the film, the fucking lights come on. Like, full blast. Jesus. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and, like, I, I couldn't get up and walk away from the film to go complain because we're doing, like, I, that was yesterday. Like, we're doing the podcast today. Right. Like, so yeah. I couldn't, like, walk away and miss a key moment of the movie. So my pregnant wife gets up. And goes to go to the bar. There's a because it was like an AMC, the Center Point Eleven or whatever. There, you know how they have the bars in there now, right? She goes to talk to that guy because it's the closest dude. So he comes. He, I guess he said he'll turn the lights off. She came back down. He said, "Oh, he said he was going to turn the lights off," and he did. They slowly went out, and I was like, "Cool." Two seconds, not even two, like I think it was two minutes. Yeah, two minutes later, they come back on. And there, there was no, like, like the first time they came on, it was, like, gradually turning up, like, someone pulling up a dimmer switch. This was just, like, full blast in your face. And you can't even see the screen. And all I could do is just listen to what was going on. And I was just so fucking pissed. Jesus, And it was, man. dude, 20 minutes. 20 fucking minutes of that. Did you get your money back? I didn't get my money back. I would have. But what I did do is that... I was down there, and I could tell there's, there was this other dude. It must have been from the same, you know, was had the same experience I was in, you know, the same theater or whatever. And he just looked fucking irate. And I was like, I wasn't that irate about it because, like, I could still see some of the film. It's just when I got to some of the darker film parts of the film, I couldn't really see that much. Right. Yeah, that's fucked up, man. It, it was sucks. pretty fucked. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the manager came down, and she was like, you know, would, you know, free movie passes help? And I was like, yeah, you know, of course. Yeah, give me a free movie pass. I'll take that. But I'm not going to sit there and fucking yank your fucking ear off for a fucking half an hour because I'm fucking pissed. Right, yeah. It's just stupid. And so I they can get, tell you, this so what, you got free passes. We got free passes. Okay, so well, it, then, it, then it was shut settled. the fuck up, Patrick. I'm no, but I could, I'm kidding, I, I'm kidding. I could tell that I rained on this guy's parade <laughs> because it, it looked like he wanted to go on a fucking tangent. And I, and like all of, I think there was like five of us standing up there by the fucking booth and waiting to talk to this manager. And when she said that, we were all like, yeah, we'll take that. That'll work. And it kind of like deflated his whole argument. <laughs> so uh, I guess I got to ruin somebody's night. Well, at least you got to have to pay for the next movie, right? Right. So the well, next. Although, time, is it is it a free pass for only? I didn't research. I didn't. I, I should have read the ticket. Yeah, that's maybe. what you do, man. That's what you do. But well, so f- for me, uh, right off the bat, um, one thing that I want to talk about is first, why in the fuck would you bring someone that you loved to this fucking party? Yeah. Why would you bring them into the family if you knew that there was a chance that they were going to die? Marriage right. is not that important. Well, it, it seems to me this kid, I don't know, because I don't want to talk about the end. You're well, making no, it hard no, for me. No, but I'm just saying, like, it's very logic breaking for me, but not. it's not a real life kind of movie, I guess. But, yeah. 
you know, it still is just like you would never if you love someone, if you truly love someone, you would never take the risk. And even if you did take the risk and they didn't pull the card and you were safe and clear one day at her old age or whatever, she was going to have to fucking partake in that. Right. Like, why would you do that? Like, you just don't do that. Especially somebody who, like, actually made you feel like you could be something else. Well, he says, well, you would have left me. Oh, if I didn't marry you. And it's like, okay. And you kind of get the drift of this dude's character by the end. Right. I mean, yeah, but but I was like, that's not I mean, that's kind of justified. But still, you kind of put a death wish on your on your wife. So I don't know if I would have been very enthusiastic about being helpful to him in any facet and she was like okay i love you too you know like she's very susceptible in this movie so (sighs) just a minor gripe but you know didn't change the 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 feel of the film or anything like that but like i was saying before though like as far as like uh, they lock down the house and they turn off all the security cameras at one point yeah, to just play to make fair. It fair, yeah. But it just seemed like this was like a labyrinth of fun. This fucking mansion that I lived in, and they didn't even convey that. What? That 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 it was like a mansion, and there could have been like thousands of secret doors and like other chambers and like you know this fun stuff that we could have explored. People could have exploded out of windows or right. Something. Like there's so much like opportunities that were just what? No, no, you wander. Don't do it, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't think it was squandered, though. Okay, then. We'll use a different word, because it, I, I don't want to devalue the movie by any means, but there was missed opportunities, in my opinion, yeah. as far as what they could have done with this mansion that they that this family lived in. That they It could have just been like Mousetrap. Again, it probably been... came down to budget. They didn't show a lot of the kills, like when the fucking Aunt Helene chops off the head of the fucking of the maid. Maid, yeah. She just... It doesn't even show it, and I'm like, man, that could have been like... Just that little bit of extra, you know, mm. that would have pushed this to like a nine almost, you know, like right. or an eight for me, like 8.5 or, you know, whatever. Like just those little moments, like they did show her head later on when they threw it in the fucking, when the brother's like holding it there <laughs> right. with the arrow. They were in the, 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 what were they? The barn. The, the barn, yeah. The goat barn where they sacrifice goats. <laughs> Like, what the fuck? Totally fuck. It's funny. Stereotype. I love that, though. I, yeah. I, I didn't mind that about the movie. I thought that was fun. I like that. I love that it has something to do with, like, Satanism, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, it's, it's like so popular right now, in a way. Like, witches, Satanism, like, stuff that, like, nobody gives a shit about, really. But just for the aesthetics of the whole fucking thing, of the story and, like, the, the thing, it's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, like, and to me, like, Cabin in the Woods and this are very similar in respects, because if they don't sacrifice all these people, everybody dies. So it's very similar to Cabin in the Woods in that respect for me. But Cabin in the Woods is a way more fun film, and it's funnier. Yeah, and it dips into a lot of fucking pop culture, which was great. Like, all the characters in this movie are really fun, but I feel like they could have gone a little bit further. Like, there was cutesy things in the film, like with the uh, Fitch, the brother-in-law. Who married into the family? Uh, who with the crazy girl? Oh yeah, yeah. He was almost like uh, 
what's his name from fucking Beetlejuice? Like Theo. Right. Or, yeah. He totally reminded me of that guy. Um, but yeah, like his, he was like on his phone and he was like, what's up, dog? You know, like. <laughs> you know, this family shit, you know. Right. <laughs> like stuff like that was kind of funny and, and, but it wasn't like outrageous. Yeah. Which was another scene they showed in the fucking trailer. Oh, was it? Yeah. Where he's like sitting at the fucking phone and well, he's they didn't texting. Sh- they, but they didn't explain what he was looking at on the phone. Right. They just show the girl uh, falling. Dropping in the background. Right. And I was like, well, the only one wearing white in the in the trailer that I saw was the bride. Yeah. So must have been her. So in my mind, I knew that it was her. But they didn't even do the same sound effect or anything like that. They made it sound like whoever fell off this, the roof died yeah. in the trailer, yeah, which yeah, was yeah. kind of like their weak attempt, trying to throw us off the scent, I guess. Um I don't know. Some of the humor in it, though, was was funny. There was some fucking genuine parts, but it really didn't even, like, kick off and make me laugh until, like, the, the third act. Yeah. Like... I totally agree with maybe that. Maybe the late end of the second act, I started laughing a little bit at, at one part with Samara Weaving. Yeah. Uh, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But other than that, the third act was, like... Mm-hmm. Like, it was... It, was, it took all the way up to that for me to, like really get the pacing and really get into the like a whole spirit of the film you know and like the murdery feel you know like that everybody wanted to see in the movie uh, and and the only people that were really dying up until that point were all the work staff yeah that's it and it and was I, like three maids i mean obviously they wanted to do that for the end scene they wanted to keep enough people alive so that it would be a lot of a, a pop in action you well know? like you were saying about the girl getting her head cut off is the same way i felt about the chick who got stuck in the dumbwaiter like right. i wanted more to that scene. i thought her head was gonna get cut off i thought her whole body was just gonna that would have been fucking great yeah like, why did they not go there? Like, if they would have just invested, like, another $500,000 to a million, they could have had those scenes in it, maybe. Well, like, all you had to do, like, if you think about it, little CGI, cut a hole in the floor, have the waitress, you know, have the maid, and this, like, prosthetics hanging off the fucking bottom of her hat. Or CGI the shit out of it. Right. Have her fall, and then you see the body fall out, and it's like this fucking moment. Yeah. Like, there is some really cool scenes in it that they showed in the trailer, too. Like, when the girl comes out, and uh, she walks out, and she sees it, and he's like, oh, there she is. And oh, then yeah, when she steps out of the dumb Right, later. and then the girl's like, pow, 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 and I don't know what I'm doing! <laughs> like, that's great, but it's all ruined because of the trailer. Yep. Although, they, I like the the part where she's like, She's like, I forgot my gun. And she goes back into the room and she fucking starts, you know, fucking sniffing coke and shit. Right. Well, she's on all kinds of prescription medications. Right. She's obviously, you know, had a rough time with this whole family. I mean, in in the greater sense, they're really trying to make us like a a statement about how, you know, the the people that you've killed to make it in the business. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Like It totally feels like this is a movie about the people that you have to step on in order to become, you know, successful at something. And it's kind of like loose. I don't think it's trying to make some sort of like strong point about anything. It's really just a fun ride. They're not trying to make some sort of statement here. Um, But yeah, definitely rich people have stepped on quite a few people sometimes to get where they are. So that is a kind of a stereotype of rich people. And I feel so bad for them to have that kind of stereotype put on top of them. Like, it feels so utterly sad for them. I know. I mean, (laughs) I feel so bad for Trump. You know what I'm saying? You know what? I I just when I think about when they wake up and someone brings them their coffee and they have caviar with crackers and shit in the morning, I'm like, God, 
what a hard life, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Someone rich is like, fuck you. Fuck this podcast. They ain't listening to our shit. They're too busy. They're too busy killing people, apparently. They're too busy stepping on the backs of the poor. <laughs> Who fucking cares? Yeah, they're like, they make uh, fucking stepping stones out of the skulls of children. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the staircase is made out of children's skulls. Like, what? 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 Don't forget about the ivory from all the elephants they kill. Yeah, we uh, took a lot of homeless people and made wallpaper with their skin. <laughs> <laughs> their skin is beautiful if you just wax it a little bit every day. And we have plenty of means to do that, so it is not something that you're going to want to do if you don't have them. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Anyway, I'm just being silly, guys. Don't, don't take it personally, okay? I know you all think you're going to be mil- billionaires one day and the opportunity is going to happen, but 10, you know, it's like one in a trillion opportunity that more than that. It's, it's astronomical. You're always going to be a lazy piece of shit listening to this podcast. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm totally kidding, guys. I'm sorry. I'm just getting out of control because I'm drunk. You know what I mean? Fucking, you fucking, you're down here in the fucking trenches with us, you fucking pieces of shit. Learn to love what you got, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I love you. I'm sorry, guys. I really don't think poorly of any of you. Like, I don't care. Like, we're all struggling, though. Yeah, Let's we don't be give honest. A fuck. We're living the high life. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we are, really. Legitimately, we're drinking Miller High Life. Yeah, it's the champagne of beers. But don't you know? Anyway, Drip Patrick here. Ka-ching, ching. So speaking of of modern dynamics, make and sure the, you put your pinky up. Excuse now. me, I'm talking. <laughs> speaking of modern dynamics in the film industry and the cordant. No, that's not how we talk here. We're like, hey guys, who do like fucking podcasts? <laughs> yeah, we fart and shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm a little drunk, all right? We're just a little spicy. A little spicy, uh, I had a yeah. good couple of days, you know? It sucks. Christina's out of town right now. She's... Well, that just means you can just masturbate all around the house. Well, she left know. me. I'm going to have to find a new place to live. <laughs> oh. No, I'm kidding. She's not. She's helping her family out. I'm she's just, really not gone. He, he, like, put her in a chair. She's dead. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's, like, weirder than what I was saying. Like, Jesus Christ. I went to that whole, like, Norman Bates kind of place. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Uh, show. I got a little bit of trivia, nothing like fancy or anything. A lot of the stuff on IMDb, guys, is a wash. A lot of that stuff is, yeah, you know, it's it's a lot of people just trying to have a voice and say something. Like, there was like one that said, Oh, did you know that even though Samara Weaving has done multiple movies where she speaks like with an American accent, she's actually Australian? It's like, well, we all know that. (laughs) Most everybody knows that, but. Anyway, well, I'm not making fun of people who didn't know it. I'm just saying, like, those aren't really, like, big ones that I yeah. found. So I just found a few that I did a little digging on my own for. First of all, so Samara Weaving said in one of her press junkets that this is her first protagonist role that she's ever played. Oh, yeah. Which I thought was pretty cool. And I, and I was like, you know, and she did it really well. Like, that's the other thing. Like, you remember when I was talking about that scene where I was like, oh, that was, like, really good? It's when when Alex, the character, her groom, her her husband fucking turns on her and then they she gets out of the fucking the pentagram or whatever that she's laying on right and she's screaming and like freaking out and holding a knife to everybody that was like legit dude i can't remember if it was before she gets tied to the pentagram or after i can't remember it's at yeah it's but after. when she was like t- 
tears rolling down her eyes and like really like stand the fuck back dude like there was that was legit really yeah. good acting man like i gotta give her props on that that was like amazing i was fucking blown away by that there's like three characters that i was really blown away by in this film and that okay. had to be of course the bride okay well samara weaving samara weaving the mother of course oh yeah like, Andy McDowell, yeah. The way she fucking played with that line. She did really good about being like nurturing and then like also really very vindictive. Very vindictive, but yeah. also funny. And, and the brother. The brother was really great. Yeah. Yeah. He's natural at that. He's really good at playing that sympathetic. Sure. Like he doesn't want to do this kind of thing. Kind of like every man kind of right. person. Right. Well, you could tell he wasn't into it even from his wife and how she was such a bitch. Oh, dude. And like how she was just in it for the money, like for the get. And but, like, see, then, why wouldn't he kill her? Like, yeah. or, like, you know what I mean? Like, just shoot her. Like, it, it, maybe your life will be a little better. Because he's such a good guy, I think. Probably. Well, he, he was the one that, that saves his brother, but also like kind of rats out the guy to get murdered. And he has to live with that murder on his shoulders, you know, yeah. on his life. So he's already tainted, and that's pretty much the kind of character that he plays. So what else? What was the other character? Those are the three: the mother and, and uh, Grace, and, and the, oh yeah, and, 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 and the brother. Reading. Yeah, they were just fucking dude. They delivered at every point. Huh. Also, another little tidbit here is this: this that actually Samara Weaving doesn't even like horror movies. Yeah, she's yeah. scared by them. She loves comedy. She's a huge comedy fan. That's why a lot of the movies that she's done, The Babysitter, Mayhem. And this movie are all have that comedy element in it. Right. But she says on her own, she can't watch him. It freaks her out, hmm. which is crazy because she's such a convincing actor. Yeah. I was going to say, like I said, I like say. her scream, like it's so good. <laughs> well, she's just a natural dude. Like, like if you see her act, like how she was being cutesy with Alex, the character in the movie, like in the beginning when she was like, oh, you da da da. Like, it just felt natural. Mm-hmm. She just feels like a natural actor. Yeah. Like an everyday person, like a really good, like down to earth kind of person. But also she's really strong. She can switch. And I can tell you guys from here on out, she's going to be she's going to be famous. Like she's famous. But she's going to be famous. Like, she's going to skyrocket. She's going to be like Charlize Theron. You Ooh. know what I mean? Like, that kind of uh, actress. I yeah. guarantee you. So I can totally see that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. she just, she's got the look. She's really pretty. She's really, like, good at her craft. And, uh, man, I'm just, I'm, I'm not even, it's not even that I got a boner for her or anything, guys. Like, <laughs> Which she kind of did. I just really appreciate, like, her work. She's really good. I, yeah. She's she's the coolest motherfucker that you'll ever see on the screen as a woman, first of all. Not that most women aren't or anything, but she's just one of the best. Like, mm. she's like Ridley, she's like fucking Ridley out of fucking, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's too much. Ripley? Yeah, Ripley. Sorry, I don't want to say Ridley. Sigourney but, Weaver? Yeah, like, she's just... Very charming, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something about her. Well, even with, like, Sigourney Weaver, she really didn't get to that, like, lightheartedness to, like, some of her later roles. Right. Well, and same thing with Jamie um, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah. Yeah, she's got, like, that same thing where she became more charming and charming as she went, you know? But, like, Samara's just, like, out the gate, like, fucking batting a fucking perfect score in my opinion so but anyway i'll stop jerking her off but talking about jerking off like how hot was she in true lies you mentioned true lies are you talking about jamie lee curtis jamie lee oh yeah everybody thought she was gorgeous dude she was smoking in that movie when she does the little dance where she thinks she's like a spy or whatever right for her husband dude 
Anyway, all right, sorry. Patrick, yes. I'll put it in the back of my pants. Yeah, you're sorry. gonna have a child here, Patrick. Calm yeah, the fuck yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you kill a boner, guys. <laughs> Started thinking about baby shit. <laughs> uh, uh, so the original movie's uh, working title for this movie was called Family Ritual. Yeah. To th- well, no, it's just a working title. It's what they use to throw people off. Usually, uh, usually. Yeah. Um, and in France, currently, the name of the movie is called Wedding Nightmare. But I think Ready or Not is kind of better. Yeah. Wedding Nightmare sounds a little too. Well, it plays to that whole hide and seek. Like, I, right or not, here I come. You right. Know what I yeah. Mean? Right. But they already have a hide and seek movie, so they couldn't call it that. Yeah. So, um, they also have Rock, Rock Paper, Scissors by Tom Holland. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, dude, I, I'm not trying to make fun of the movie. I haven't even seen it, seen it yet, but the name is just terrible. Yeah. It's just a terrible name. I've seen the trailer. And I don't think I'm, I don't even. I don't well, know. don't judge a book by its cover. You know, wait till you see it. But anyway, so some of the, that's pretty much it for the trivia that I had. Nothing, I didn't go too deep on it. I did try to watch some of the interviews and stuff like that, but there really wasn't anything interesting uh, that, that they were bringing up or whatever, at least that I found anyway. Uh, but some, one of the first things that I really loved and uh, one of the things I thought was funny is like, remember when the shits hit the fan and Samara Weaving's character has kind of like gotten a want leg up on them and he was like, talking to his son daniel or whatever he was like do you think this is a fucking game (laughs) and he's like yes hide and seek remember (laughs) i thought that was funny it's kind of dumb and kind of like you know on the nose but yeah it's pretty funny i don't know like you know you kind of already get the joke by the time he says is this a fucking game because your immediate thought is uh yeah you're playing a game uh yeah (laughs) what about you do you have a scene Uh, i do one of my favorite scenes is uh samara weaving she runs out to the barn to try to hide and uh she's in the barn and and one of the kids that it was the brothers one of his kids right right is out in the barn and she's like don't tell anybody you know and he pulls out a gun and fucking shoots a hole in her fucking hand and did she fucking straight up (laughs) decks him right she's like what did she say she's like you little fucker you little fucker (laughs) you little fucker i mean i would have done the same damn thing oh yeah i think any of us would have done the same thing you're gonna get punched in the face yeah he's lucky that that's all she did really i thought she was gonna chuck his body into the fucking sacrifice pit and then i don't know what happened after that but then she falls into the the this i guess where they throw all the dead bodies i don't know dude if someone shot me i might go ape shit yeah you know what i mean oh yeah I don't know why I'm going to sound get too dark here, but <laughs> <laughs> like, just don't start punching. Them I, yeah, so I don't hate hole. children. Let me just be honest. Uh, <laughs> but I might kick it in the head a couple of times when it was down too, because it hurts, you know, just out of panic and like hatred, you know, that, that some little innocent thing, but you know, you'd, uh, you would think about it and you'd be like, Oh fuck, I probably shouldn't have kicked it. In the <laughs> it's, it's too late. It, by it doesn't then. know what it's doing. It's just trying to follow its stupid parents. <laughs> All right. One more time. And then we're done. <laughs> Sorry, I did it one more time, but that's okay. I'm done now. <laughs> <laughs> but after that, I mean, she falls into this pit where they throw all the dead bodies, and then she had to climb out of it. And this ladder breaks. Right. And so she, like, reaches her arm up, and her hand just got shot, goes right. through a freaking, like, a nine-inch nail. Yeah, at the top. Uh, right. Oh, it was, it was just... She puts her hand down on top of the nail, but it didn't look... Like, they didn't really... 
They could have done more with that scene. But I feel like they could have, but I, I did like that they were showing her trying to climb without using her left hand. Right. Like, because I was thinking about that because you never really, like in movies, they always like use that hand anyway. And to be honest, if we're going to point out some errors and shit like that, when she strangles the waiter or the, 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 oh, yeah. How yeah. the fuck is she holding that fucking thing around his neck? Yeah. Come on. You yeah. can't use your hand. You couldn't climb the ladder, but you're going to pull on a fucking rope and choke the bitch. Yeah. I mean, we're just being picky here, but, you know, come on. Don't get mad at us, guys. We're do? just saying we're just pointing it out to point it out. OK, that's what we're here for. But yeah, I totally I think they could have done that a little bit better, but it was cool. I guess they find she finds that old body down there from like the the one that uh, Daniel and uh, Alex saw when he was a kid. He had, the aunt's husband. Yes. When it the, happened to her. Yes. She had to kill him. Yeah, with a fucking crossbow. <laughs> shot him in the chest. And he was like, he's over here! He, like, shot him twice, and the fucker was still alive. There was an earlier scene, though, that I really liked, too, that was funny, where Aunt Helene was, like, hiding when they were about to fuck. <laughs> and she's yeah. just standing there looking at them, and she's like, oh, my God, there's someone in the room. And she was like, you'll have to hide better than that. <laughs> it's like, we're not fucking hiding, obviously. <laughs> What did you say? She's like she has she has no personal personal boundaries. Yeah, she has like a that. little bit of a trouble with uh, personal boundaries. She's like, you think? <laughs> you think? I don't know. Stupid. Um, the the kid punching in the face was very yeah darkly uh, justifying or uh, gratifying. It was. It, it, it definitely made you. Let's laugh. Like, we should probably get off that. People are gonna think I'm fucked up. Yeah, right. Yeah, stay I don't. Away from my kid, I Alex, like kids. Okay? By the way, just you know. Just if you bring him around me, I'm gonna punch him in the face. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> oh man! What about another scene for you? Well, we can't go there just yet. Okay. Well, then I have one. When she slips through the the fence. Oh, dude, you're and she right. She starts screaming at the fucking. She's like, "Hey, wait, help me, please, God, help me!" And he's like, "Get the fuck away from my car, you bitch!" <laughs> And she's like, fuck you! You fucking cunt fucking bitch motherfucker! Like, goddamn rich people! <laughs> the red is so oh my god. That she was just, pretty cool. Like I, that that was like the first genuine real laugh that I had, like where I laughed out loud. You know what I mean? Like I was like The ha. scene after that kind of confused me. Why? What do you mean? Like cause she like she gets hunted down by the fucking uh servant the oh the the butler the butler and and then like you know she's in the back seat and like everybody's on like video chat and they're like oh look behind you i thought that was cute like that was cute like but like you know knocks him out the car crashes she gets out strangles him with the fucking her dress right and they're already there it's like how the fuck did you get there that is kind of interesting like what? Yeah, they have a sprawling mansion with like fucking seventy acres. I think it was. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. And you're there in two minutes. Yeah. Nah. And not even sweating, by the way. No. Yeah, you would have been out of breath and like. Yeah. Well, Daniel was there. Uh, that I believe because Daniel wasn't. I don't think he was in the vi- in the video. No, I don't think. I don't. I don't remember. I'd have to watch it again to see. But yeah. <clears throat> Um, but I thought that was really funny when she did yell and scream at the fucking guy driving away because that's like <laughs> yeah, her rant was classic. kind of typical, you know. Uh, you you because you they they totally make you think that it's going to be one of them, yeah, because they don't show you. And then he's like, "Get the fuck away from me, you bitch!" <laughs> um, I mean, then I guess you know we could talk about the end. Then you know, mm. do you think they did the end well? Did you enjoy the end a lot? 
Yeah, I was wondering because they 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 mentioned that uh, if they don't kill her before dawn, that something's gonna happen to the family. Right. I love it because it's every we're all thinking like, what if this isn't even legit? Right. Like, what if you guys are just like killing people just for no good goddamn reason? Yeah, because like, they make this this bet with this guy named LaSales. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, Lay Sales. The story is, and I, I vaguely remember it because right. they kind of like they talk about it. They were like, he met this guy and he made a deal with him that I'll give you. When he was a- coming over to America, or something right? Like that. He, I'll give you whatever you want as long as you make this deal with me. And uh, even the father was like, "Why didn't you make a deal where we all didn't die? <laughs> you think that far ahead?" Because <laughs> uh, the the Le Domas. The Le Domas family, which is what they are, made a deal with this guy named LaSales, which is essentially the devil. They made a deal with the devil to become rich. And so if they don't kill somebody who joins the family, then everybody dies. Why didn't she die? Because she was part of the family. It was a deal that they had to pull that card from that box. Right. That was the deal. Like every every time someone joins the family, you have to pull a card from this box and whatever it is, you'd have to play it. Right. And then, you know, money's more important than, than apparently, uh, family. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, (laughs) you want to just talk about what happens? Like she, let's just go there, dude. Go ahead. So we get to the end of the movie, you know, they have her right where they want her. How does she get out? The brother? Oh, he poisons them. Yeah. The brother poisons them. As they're about to stab a dagger into her face. So she gets away, and then uh, something happens. I think the, the brother gets shot. Daniel, who lets her by, get it. by his her his wife, right? Yeah. And then uh, she runs away, and she goes back into the game room, and then that's when the mother finds her. Right. Okay. And then she, oh my god, is one of my favorite scenes. And she just violently beats her face in with this box, right? With the fucking Lasalle's box, the yeah. one that they use the card. Yeah, I thought there was something gonna come out of that box. By the way, did you? Yeah, I did. Uh, but uh, I mean, the the special effects makeup they do when they do show you her face did look good and look practical to what she did. Yeah, to her. that was pretty good. Yeah, it was good. That was a brutal moment, but it it didn't like it showed the aftermath again. It didn't show the actual right. Yeah. And, and and what I thought was just so fucking weird is that the the husband he's desperately trying to save his wife through the whole fucking film and doesn't give a fuck about his mom. Actually, the groom, Alex? The groom, yes. And at one point, even when he's talking to his mother about this, and, you know, it's she's trying to com- comfort her son and say, we'll get through this and this and that. And he says to her, it's like, no, like, if you kill her, I'm going to fucking kill you no matter what. Like, you're fucking dead. And then he cries, though, which is a telling sign that would he be willing to kill his own mother? And, and even after all this, he comes in and sees her mom dead on the floor and then flips the script. On her, on, on Samara Weaving's character, Grace. Exactly. Yeah. And then decides to sacrifice her. Yeah. But they get poisoned. The brother gets shot for saving her. And then they're all standing in the room as the sun's coming up. And they're like, oh, my God, it's too late. <laughs> they open the blinds and everybody's like cowering like. Ugh. Like they're going to be vampires just like yeah, vanquished by like, the sunlight like right away. Well, they talk about like how some of the other family members that did that had died but. Yeah, like, like they one of them died alive. in the fire. That's what they said. Right. It's like, you wouldn't really want to know what happened to Right, them. yeah, so we all wanted to know, are they going to burn up? Like, that's what I thought. Right. So, they, yeah, they were definitely playing on the whole vampire thing right there, because that's what I kept thinking, because they, they dramatically opened up the window, like the curtains, yeah. and, and it's like, what, are they going to burn alive? <laughs> yeah, they all, like, shelter their faces like they're going to burst like vampires. Who's the first to go? Is that the dad? It was the aunt. 
She remember she's like she's like trying to like talk to Satan or whatever and be like, oh, sh- "Let's still kill her. Let's kill the bitch." And she like runs out with the axe and just explodes. And then Samara Weaving's character starts laughing and shit. <laughs> yeah. And they because they all are like, it, the funny thing is, is they they were like, it was all a lie, right? It wasn't even real. <laughs> And then it's like, pop, pop, pop. And that pop. is exactly the scene I was thinking about when you mentioned the Belco experiment. It was so Belco. <laughs> yeah, kind of. it kind of does remind me of that a little bit, you know? And it also reminds me of uh, the, the um, uh, uh, Takashi Miike film called The God's Will, mm. um, which has actually got a scene where people pop into these beads, like these balls, these little red balls. <laughs> Oh, that's the one that just came out not too long ago, right? A couple years ago, like two or three years. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch that. That looked fucking. That was the one where like people had to play that game inside that that right. classroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like aliens and weird shit. But yeah, it, it it drags a little. But there's some weird shit in it. It's pretty funny. Uh, I, I I'd recommend it if you guys like weird Japanese cinema stuff. You know, if you're a Takashi Miike fan and you even know who the fuck that is, you might as well watch that. But right. I would check it out. The God's Will. It starts off with that little talking head yeah. in the classroom. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You remember that, huh? Yeah, I remember that trailer. And I was like, where did, when you were talking about earlier when we first came over your house, I was like, that sounds so fucking familiar. What the fuck? The only other thing I could compare it to is that movie called uh, Blood Sucking Asshole or bl- Corp. What's it called? Hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah. That Australian film. No, right? no, 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 no. no. Blood-sucking bastards. Yeah, blood-sucking bastards. That's right. Yeah, that movie. Uh, we they, actually did the uh, th- you, you popped Reggie? <laughs> oh, you popped Reggie? Like, that shit. So I guess I was a little desensitized by the popping a yeah. little bit than I think most people. Like, if I hadn't seen that movie or The God's Will, I probably would have been, like, even more elated by that scene. But it is a really fun scene. And then she, you know, walks outside, smokes a cigarette, from Dude, the great part was you forgot to mention the, the mom and the two kids. They like run out of the room and it's yes! like, pop, 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 pop. Well, I knew they weren't going to show it because kid death is just uh, is, like yeah. frowned upon in Hollywood. Um, but yeah, like like they as if they had the good taste, you know, not to yeah. show it. But it was funny because you see, you hear three distinct pops. Oh, yeah. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, like that, that is pretty glorious. I will say that that kind of brought me back to the movie a little bit. Mm-hmm. But up until that point, to be honest with you, the last five, ten minutes or so, I don't know how long it was, but. It's about ten minutes. Yeah, yeah I don't know. It, 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 I was kind of a little disappointed up until that point. But then it kind of brought me back. And then it was like, hey, remember, this was a fun movie, remember? But I just, I hope to God that we saw a cut version and that there's going to be all this gore, but I always say that and then it never happens. Right. So odds are it's not. Oh, oh, back to what I was saying. I just couldn't see why the, the, that guy flipped like that. Like he was willing to kill his mother, but yet because self-preservation kicked in. Yeah. He yeah. knew that okay. if he, lo- even if he loved her, she, he was going to die anyway. And he knew that she wasn't going to love him the same because he put her in that predicament to begin with. Hmm. So therefore might as well fucking save his own. Which was life. great. As soon as she like took the ring off and it's like, I want a divorce and threw it at his chest. It's pop. <laughs> He just popped. Like yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that was good. And then she smokes her cigarette, and the cops come up. And I'm like thinking to myself, like, how is she going to explain this? You know, like yeah, how the like, fuck? How the fuck do you explain that? Right. right. But but I mean, like, the only thing that the saving grace for her is that these people had been putting bodies down in that fucking thing and cutting goats' throats and shit like that, and they dumped all this thing. So she's got like an alibi to a degree, but she might still get charged with some sort of something. 
Right. No, you ain't getting away scot-free. Right. And then they, the one thing that was kind of a little bit was the fucking LaSalle's character, who is Satan, appears in the chair to go, hey, you did it. Yeah. I'll let you go. It, it, was, uh, it was okay. Yeah. I mean, still, it's a good movie, though. Like, you don't get to see that kind of idea in a big budget film. No. In mainstream at all. So that's why I say... Support this film, yeah. Support it, go see it, because if we support this kind of thing, they'll be encouraged to do more weirder movies, and we'll enjoy them, you know, I don't know, hopefully, you know, there's going to be some, always going to be bad ones, but at least they'll take more risks. That's all all I want, is them to take more risks. Um, But yeah, I don't know. What did you guys think? Did you agree with what we said? I mean, it's hard for me, because like, disappointment can be such a large factor in most people's determining... I completely concur with that. One thing I've noticed with people is that if they're disappointed by a film, their odds are going to lower, give it a lower score because of their expectations, which is sort of unfair. Um, because as a whole, if you hadn't seen the trailer and you just watched the movie, you might have had a completely different experience. You might actually have enjoyed it more. Uh, as well as if you didn't like, th- I've noticed that when people say they don't like the ending, all of a sudden the journey there is garbage. Mm-hmm. If they didn't like the ending. Which is also not fair. Like, sometimes the ending can be bad, and it's still a decent movie. You know what I mean? So, Like the Ninth Gate? Ugh. Oh, that movie kind of does get under my skin a little bit. Dude, the ending. But, but you know what I mean? Like, you have to you have to appreciate 70% of the journey. Yeah. You can't just, or 80% or whatever the fuck percent it is. But you got to appreciate it. So, I don't know. I, I still I root for this kind of movie. I think it's it's good. And I think they could even if they wanted to, but I guarantee you they won't. They could do a sequel for this, and it would just be another family with a different game, and they would just do whatever it again. I mean, would you? Do you think they could do that? Maybe. Uh, how much of the family is left, though? It could be like flashlight tag or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> with real guns. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, because that's kind of like hide and seek, but flashlight. Because <laughs> right. we used to play. They're like lasers, right? When I was a kid, we used to all meet up at night. And it was dark out, and we bring our flashlights, and we go play werewolf. And werewolf was when, like, you would go hide in the woods or wherever the fuck it is around the house, and if they found you, the person that was finding you would count to however many, and then they would attack you like a werewolf. Huh? That was the only difference. It wasn't like, like they wore a you suit. You say or flashlight anything. tag, and like I'm such a like office nerd that I think of Knights of the Night. You remember that? No. <laughs> Okay, never mind. If anybody remembers Nights of the Night. Die in your obscured ner- nerdom. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. But yeah, guys, I mean, what did you think? I'd really like to hear what you guys think on this. I, 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 I have a feeling that there's going to be some people that are just like, something's amiss. I don't know why. I just didn't like it. I think and then some there's going to be other people that movie, are going to... Yeah. Uh, probably. I haven't really looked. I've been trying to stay away from that. So this is so toxic. Well, because it does, it, it taints my thoughts on like what the movie is. But you know, sometimes you see other people talk about it. But I did watch um, after I finished writing all my thoughts down and everything like that. I did watch um, In the Mouth of Madness, uh, Sinister Cinema reviews. Jason, who was on this show uh, for our like a, a couple of movies that we did, one of them being Terrified. He had pretty much was pretty much the same way I felt. Yeah. Uh, he wanted to be fair to the movie as well because of how his expectations kind of got in the way. Yeah. And I feel the same way, man. Like, it's hard. It's really difficult. So, Jason, shout out to you, buddy. You can check him out. Sinister Cinema Reviews on YouTube. Check him out. He's a cool guy. 
Um, but uh, yeah, let us know what you think, what you would give it a score of if you want to give it a score or if you just want to tell us what you think, because I know some people don't like scores and they just want to hear what people think, uh, which I think we do a little bit of both. We do. I do we a tell little... we how we think and then at the end we'll give it our I definitely score. over-explain things a little too much because, you know. Yeah, you're a little long-winded, all right? You need to yeah. shut the fuck all right. up well, every you know what? Go fuck yourself, all right? right. That's why out. I do a podcast, you piece of shit. <laughs> if I wasn't long-winded, I'd be doing fucking YouTube videos like that, you know? Hey, it's a movie. Had a good time. Bye. You know, like, not that YouTube videos are like that, by the way, but. <laughs> Tell us how you some, really some people are really poignant, and I'm not one of those yeah. guys. Yeah. I, I can make a lot of very uh, loose butthole connections and stuff. <laughs> um, I don't know. But what do you guys think? I would love to hear what you think. Um, sound off in the comments below. Um, next week, I don't know what we have. I don't know. We might have to do a grave plots next week, Patrick. What do you think about that? I, I don't. You know me. You are ready, dude. You're uh, ready. Right. <laughs> you say that you're not, and then we come up with these fucking great ideas, so it just happens, dude. All right. You know what I mean? It's scary for us, guys, because we make the, these things on the spot, literally make them up. Yeah, it's fun. It's definitely fun. It definitely uh, gives us a chance to stretch our creative muscles. Dude, you, like I feel like I haven't been uh, you know, feeding that beast a little bit and it's going to come up and bite me. It's going to bite me. I know. It, 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 it's I, trying I to get out. I, I think I'm just jealous of how creative Alex can be. Oh, whatever, dude. Anybody can be creative. They just need to get into that fucking It's like this is the way I think of it, guys. Like I am nothing special. There is many people out there, but when you it's just you got to know when the wave is about to crash and you just get on your board and you surf, you hang 10 all the way to the fucking shore, dude. Like, you just don't care. You just go with it. Because in the end, like, ultimately, we could change anything that we say and we could come up with something better any moment afterwards. But we're doing it in 45 minutes to an hour, which most people couldn't even do. So yeah. fuck them. We're, f- we're free as a bird, Patrick. <laughs> Live the dream. Live the dream. <laughs> I will say probably one of my favorite ideas that we came up here was, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it was about the gay couple who get married. Yeah, and- Wedding Night. That's an amazing fucking story. I'm going to turn that into a movie. Anybody steals that fucking idea from me, I'm going to sue the shit out of you. It's probably one of I'm our s- best. I'll sell my house and sue the fuck out of you. I don't care. Yeah. It is one of our best ideas. It is. I think it, it's a, it's a, it's an easier potential to use on a smaller budget to make something, but it would be gory, so we would need a little more than we would normally need. Right. And you know what the other one is, right? Which one? The Mascot Massacre. Uh, that one's not a very fond one of me, because that's the time that me and Mike, you and I... I know, but Mike, like the, I, the premise of the movie and the scenes that we discuss in the film... It's Lucy. Lucy Goosey for me. It felt like a... Uh, like a idle hands to me. You missed a few that Bree and Brittany came up with. We came up with some really good ones, man. And there was other guests that came on the show that did stuff too that you missed too. So there were some really good ones in there too. I all I want to say to you guys though is is that because of how much work the trailers take, I will stress the fuck out over it, okay? But I literally have very limited amount of time to do it and I try to get it out as quick as I possibly can, but sometimes I can't and it, and it is a lot of work. So just know if I don't come out with a trailer, it's because it's just not working. You Shit's know, piled on. It's it's a lot of searching for movies and thinking of different scenes right. that I got to come up with. So if we don't do that next week, forgive me, will you please? The canvas, dude. Come on. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was, was good. Deep. That was so. That was like seven S. You got to listen back to all the old ones, Patrick. Anyway. Anyways, we digress. Right, Thank again. you guys for coming by this week. I really appreciate it. We both do. Uh, we really enjoy talking to you guys on and offline. 
Um, you know, it's really, it's a really, it's great pleasure to have you along for this voyage of BTV. And as always, long live the void. <laughs> <laughs>